Chris Paul gets in. Another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The burst of Booker for the long range. Welcome everybody to the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. I am your host, Gavin, and I am outflanked here today. We're not uh, we're not so much the Aussie Suns fans today. We've got uh, two of our friends from over the ditch. Uh, Evan, Coach Evan B, welcome. It's We've been trying to get this done for so long. Finally, we've got it done. Thank you for joining us, bud. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, man. I wish it could have been under better circumstances, though. <laughs> and... Uh, our other guest has disappeared for a second. There he is, fallen founder. Obviously, a a, a a regular on the Aussie Suns fans. Welcome back, mate. Well, excited. Well, I should have said I was about ready to say excited to be here, but you know, we all know that ain't true after that game. <laughs> well, let's let's try and have a bit of fun tonight, so that we are at least a little bit excited about being here. Um, if you are watching, make sure you hit like, make sure you hit subscribe, do all that fun sort of stuff that we always ask you to do. It's not that hard. Hit the like button, people, so that everyone can share this out and the algorithms do their work, as uh, they would say on the Suns Jam session. Um, thank you. Uh, before we get into it, I want to give a shout out to the guys that came to the watch party over in Perth. Um, only a couple of us there. We We tried to work it all out because Perth, the hours are a little bit funny, so the game started at nine o'clock in the morning. But we got it done. Watched the uh, watched the game on phones, um, but, but at least we were able to get together and, and have a bit of a watch there. Apparently, um, according to most of Suns Twitter now, we are no longer allowed to have watch parties uh, I was because say, we're zero, yeah, we're zero and three. That was a terrible thing that you did in Perth. Don't ever bring that stuff out there again. No watch parties, no re no uh, retirement ceremonies, no ring of honors. <laughs> what else are we doing? If it's not so you just to in your garage, we're not safe. <laughs> just to just to just to upset uh, Sun's Twitter completely. Uh, this next Saturday, uh, next Sunday, sorry, in the game against the Boston Celtics, we have the Adelaide watch party coming up. So Adelaideans, <laughs> keep an eye out on the chat group. We'll give you some more details on that during the week. But make sure you come along and watch the Suns kick the shit out of the Celtics and break the uh, watch party curse. What could go wrong? But what could go wrong? I mean, let's we'll be talking about what can go wrong very, very shortly. Um, gents, before we get into that, Amari Stoudemire, finally into the Ring of Honor tonight. Um, what were your thoughts? Uh, uh, Evan, you've got the jersey on. What did you think? Uh, pretty happy, gents, and and what did you think of uh, how the how it all went tonight with with, was, with that, not with everything else, just with the induction. Just just with the induction. The induction was was great. I mean, you know, Nash was great. I feel like if Twitter was around uh, during the seven seconds or less era, we would be talking about defending Steve Nash on Twitter left and right. No, he's great. This he's great. That. But I feel like a lot of people would be talking Nash down. But when he passed it off to Amari, and Amari was dunking on everybody, every team, and just going, 
going up and, and throwing up the PHX like he always did or doing the push-ups. Like, that just felt like such an exclamation point for Phoenix Suns fans, right? It always felt like we, we were being downplayed. And so to have somebody to, to go up and just to mash on everybody possible without fear, the way he did it and the style he did it, it was just, it was so cool. And and I want to talk more about Amari Stoudemire, um, uh, the player a little bit, but just sticking to what happened tonight. It was, it was great to hear Steve Nash. I was really surprised to hear... Um, um, not it was Alvin Gentry uh, give a little something right there. I thought we were going to see like Mike D'Antoni, but we never did. Uh, so that was just kind of interesting to me. But but it was cool to see it go up in the rafters. He deserves to be up there. I'm glad it's a, a number 32. And man, so just some great games from Amari. He was he was that dude, and I'm glad we had him for eight years. Mate, more than happy for you to go into Amari a little bit more as a player now as well. So go for it. Yeah, I mean, looking back on it, I was so frustrated with Amari <laughs> uh, that when we lost to the Lakers in 2010, I believe it was, at that point, he was a free agent coming up, right? I was I was on the fence. I, like, I didn't know if we should sign him or if we shouldn't. I mean, in hindsight, it was probably better that we didn't. He had one good season left, and then, you know, injuries just took over his career. But when he got that mid-range shot, man, not only could he still take you off the dribble with one or two power dribbles and, and finish, um, he got a mid-range jumper that was damn near impossible to guard because he could just get up there. I'm, offensively, I don't think there's anybody else that was as gifted with, with the hands that he had, the footwork, the speed, the domination, the ups, all that stuff combined, and then to have the touch around the rim that he developed along with along with the mid-range. He was just the perfect, the perfect power forward. I wish we could have seen him more in the four role as opposed to the five, which, you know, that just wasn't suited for him. And I think that's how we got kind of dominated a little bit and he got tired. Uh, defensively, he was he was great when he was, you know, going up for blocks and whatnot. But, man, the, those rebounds, he just never was able to get that 10, 11, 12 rebound per year thing. And I got frustrated. So looking back on it, man, I apologize. I even thought about that about you, Amari. I mean... What an amazing player he was, you guys. I, I miss seeing a guy like that in the league. We don't have anybody like him right now. Jake? Well, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, we haven't seen a player like that since probably DeAndre Ayton. You know, somebody willing to take it to the basket, dunk through contact. Just kidding, ladies and gentlemen. No, Amari <laughs> Stoudemire was uh, clearly apparently part of a dying, uh, you know, he was dying breed. He was one of the last of the Mohicans, a guy that was able to go through contact, draw the foul, and, and put it in the basket. Uh, I mean, the, the knock on him used to be his first few years in the league was – uh, all he gets is layups, dunks, and free throws. And it's like, okay, what's the modern NBA? Besides shooting a three-pointer, that's all you should be doing according yeah, to yeah. analytics anymore. Uh, and, and he actually started doing a little bit of that. Uh, Amari Stoudemire, I mean, yeah, exactly what uh, Coach said. I mean, a little frustrating that – we we pushed him it we pushed him into that center role a little bit more than we probably should have um and uh and not to reiterate everything that was already said but just yeah like wish he would have gotten a few more rebounds learned how to use uh his body a little bit more but uh, i did notice uh, a little different take i did notice some people that he didn't mention who are also there uh and and maybe he did mention them i had the 
volume on a little lower at halftime. But um, I saw Kurt Thomas there and take yeah. this PHMX. Uh, Kurt Thomas is getting brought back to help people get into the Ring of Honor. There's a few people on PHMX. I'm not going to name Saul's name, but um, you know, thinking that Kurt Thomas wasn't all that. And I tell you what, Kurt Thomas held his own against those San Antonio Spurs series in the playoffs. So uh, shout out to Kurt Thomas. But it was kind of crazy to see the likes of a Kurt Thomas, the Tom Gugliotta Googs uh, was Jake there Foshko as well. Was there? Was that? Oh my! I was trying to figure that out. It's, yeah. it's Goran, Goran was back Goran. in Phoenix. I did see Goran. Yes, and and, and I saw Booker sneak in at the end too. With yeah, the with with Barbosa. Yeah. 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 No. So I mean, uh, Amari was so much. I mean, he was truly the hammer before. Like seven seconds or less, Suns. It's hilarious to think back now that the knock on them, and of course it would come from Charles Barkley on TNT, was this cannot work in the playoffs. And what is every single team doing since the Warriors started their, you know, multiple championship run uh, over the last handful of years? Yeah. Doing seven seconds or less type offense. Shoot threes, go for layups and dunks, try and draw fouls. Uh, the Suns set the table, and it's amazing. Because if, if you look back on it, even D'Antoni admits, if only we did everything even faster. Uh, and so Amari Stoudemire was... And if Steve was, Nash shot even more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and side note, I mean, you know, this is something that, you know, when when when, when you're watching games, right, you don't always notice it. Um, you're just like, oh, that guy looks like, I could probably be that guy. I could probably, you know, uh, you don't think how big they actually are. When Amari and Steve Nash hugged, Amari's paws wrapped around Steve Nash very easily. And and you see little Steve Nash getting enveloped. Oh, no. I mean, it, it's, you don't look. notice it on TV, but that clearly shows why Nash was able to drive and dish, and Amari just grabbed that ball and put it in the basket. <laughs> it was phenomenal to see. Uh, uh, it was so exciting to live through. It's um, yeah, no, I, it just Amari was a key, key, key figure uh, of. Really, my, my love for the Suns and, of course, the seven seconds or less. So, love that he finally got in. Long overdue. And Matt Ishbia, again, tip of the cap, sir. He's just no mess-ups right now. If I can, just one thing. Robert Sarver's a bitch. <laughs> it's, um, it's pretty sad. I'm not going to defend that... him. <laughs> no, no, but it, it's, pretty, it's pretty sad that somebody like Amari was not entered into the Ring of Honor because of a petty Robert Sarver. I mean, let's be honest. It's, tonight, uh, again, Matt Ishbia picks up another win. Um, he he pulls pulls former players back into Phoenix. I mean, I honestly, uh, when I saw Dragic there, I sort of went, I didn't think that guy would ever come back to Phoenix. He he kind of had the shits with the whole city as well, right? Um, and again, he's he's there tonight. Um, he he's just. He's just been able to engage not only the former players and the past players, but he's been a, been able to engage the city and bring them back. And the standing ovation tonight for for Amari and that stadium was phenomenal. It was great to watch. Uh, again, I'm watching from the other side of the world, but it's justice that these guys are now getting in, included into the Ring of Honor, and and it's great to see. And hopefully, we will see. You know, we continue to see those sorts of adjustments and, and additions to the ring of honor that might have been missed out on i don't know whether there's any left well, i was i was gonna say one other quick thing on uh, uh the ring of honor sean marion of course got brought in uh, a little bit before amari did and uh, i don't know if you guys noticed it i was certainly waiting there and uh, listening and and i was trying to get the timeline right 
because it feels like forever ago. But Amari's like, you know, my rookie season, we had great players there. Penny Hardaway, Stephon Marbury. And then he like, and he goes, and then I had the opportunity to play with great players like Steve Nash. And then he goes, and the Swiss Army yeah, knife, Johnson. Sean Marion. And it pans to Sean. And he and it looks like he was like, I, I can't read lips, but it looked like he was saying, I was wondering if he was going to say me because I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty sure he was there beforehand. Uh, like he was part of that. T- I think he was playing with Jason Kidd uh, way beforehand. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm sure yeah. Sean was like, okay, good. I was wondering about that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's my mention, damn it? Exactly. <laughs> And you know, Jake Voskul is just like, I'm just excited to be here. I got I got a free ticket. I used to dunk on people too as the backup center. I'm happy to be here. No, well done. Well done again, Phoenix Suns. Um, fantastic ceremony for Amari. Like the uh, Sean Marion one was, uh, I've seen a couple of mentions much better doing it at halftime rather than after the game. Glad this one got shifted to halftime with uh, the performance that was happening on the court during that. Otherwise, we might have seen what happened during the Sean Marion one. But let's go through the games since we last potted. We had a victory against Sacramento, 130 to 125. Detroit, a win, 116 to 100. Of course, that uh, loss to Dallas, which we never like losing to them, scumbags, 113 to 123. The loss to Houston in Houston, 110 to 114. The win against the Lakers, which set the course right because we all love beating the shit out of the Lakers, 123 to 113. The win yesterday, which it was comfortable, but it didn't end up comfortable at 110 to 105 and certainly highlighted some of the concerns that a lot of us probably had, which were displayed tonight in an absolutely horrific display. 109 to 118 loss against the Houston Rockets. Look, the the last couple of weeks, this is pre-All-Star game and everything else. We don't, I don't think we need to go into that. Let's just look at the last three games and talk to me about where you see this team going now. Jake, I'll let you go first. How do you see things? What do you see? What do you, and what do you see out of today? Uh, I very much expected a win tonight and I didn't get it. In fact, I, I it, it only frustrated me more because again, we, we know how difficult the rest of the uh, regular season is in general. I mean, not even to discuss how deep the Western playoff teams already are, uh, but just, you know, when we can't, when we're having trouble putting away teams like the Houston Rockets who aren't tanking yet, but I mean, honestly, they should be. They're not going to really. I, I don't even know if they can make the plan. Maybe they still have a shot at the plan. It, it, it's not a great spot to be in. And so it's just frustrating. I mean, why we can't put them away early? I don't know what exactly is the kryptonite with the Houston Rockets team. They're just so scrappy when they play the Suns. Um, but it does take a little bit of the wind out of the sails. You, you know what's funny? When I saw Bradley Beal, uh, I'll be honest, I missed it by about half a second. Uh, I did not realize he was getting ejected. I, of course, thought he was injured again, and that's why he was walking off the court. So uh, glad to see that he's not. Of course, we're going to be talking about other players who now are, but um, uh, it just it's it's frustrating that you, you know the last couple iterations of the Phoenix Suns over the last couple seasons we were just just rocking teams and uh, and 
I don't know, maybe I'm just that boring for Gavin, but um, uh, that he, he, he left the, the podcast, but either way, uh, you know, it, we, I feel like we were beating teams by a higher amount, you know, and just this season, we're having trouble putting teams away. And it's not just a fourth quarter thing uh, where we under, we, we, underperform against teams we should put away early i think about like the washington wizards that i think we beat by two uh you know uh, in december a little, I think. a little bit ago yeah and uh it just these are like we can beat very good teams we struggle to beat sometimes very bad teams and that that's that's the most frustrating part for me and but it wasn't even about putting a bad team away today our first quarter in this game was so bad that we were chasing tail for the rest of the game and we all know that our second halves haven't been great so chasing tail is not the best thing that we can do we had one amazing comeback against Sacramento but let's be honest it's it's a hell of a lot of work especially against a young team that has a lot of energy and and are going to stay in the game and we knew that that's exactly what Houston was going to be able to do. The the energy was going to continue. The young guys were still going to be there. And uh, even though we brought it back, I think we got within four at one stage. It, it, we just never looked like it. I, I tweeted something uh, just after the end of the third quarter where we were down 10, but it felt like we were down 30. And and it just, the, this entire game felt that way. I, I don't know what it was, but it was just so frustrating. Evan. Yeah, there was a quite a few games where I kind of pinpointed that teams that are young and athletic and that just, you know, keep pushing on in waves and waves and waves, those are the teams we're going to have trouble with. Uh, look back when we lost to uh, Indiana and Orlando on, I, I don't think they were a back-to-back, but away, th- those types of teams just, we struggled with Atlanta. Atlanta, that they just kept coming in waves, kept coming in waves and, and just knocked us off our socks, right? Um, then you have the Dallas and, and the Houston teams, those teams we have a lot of problem with. Um, I could go, man, Gab, I could go in a million different ways right now, but ultimately this, for the most anticipated Suns season in Phoenix Suns history, or arguably the most anticipated, um, this is turning into be the biggest disappointing season potentially ever since in in my son's phantom um just from the talent that we have um this feels like a snowball at the top of a mountain and we're just rolling down it and we just keep rolling and we just keep rolling and that ball just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger more and more problems more and more problems keep coming and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger to the point where we almost can't steer this thing in the right direction. And it's, and it's becoming really frustrating. We're the most inconsistent Suns team that I can remember. Um, the only consistent thing that we have is that we have more talent than everybody that we play against. And that's not even a question. So is it, what is it? Is it coaching? Is it this? Is it that? I do also find that Jake, to answer your question about some of these teams, I feel like we 100% play down to our competition too. Mm -hmm. Like we'll go up uh, uh, 25 points on an Orlando, on a Houston, on a, on the Pelicans or something like that. Right. And then we just can get completely complacent. We don't put them away. We let them come back, maybe lose or win by single digits. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's just a myriad of reasons, but in, in my opinion, this is the most inconsistent team and if i asked you right now what our identity was you guys couldn't have an answer for me 
no, I don't think we could. And and I think that's I think that's one of the frustrating things. And you're you're spot on. We don't put anyone away. We don't put anyone to the sword. We play minutes here, minutes there. And we spoke about it on Suns Jam yesterday. The problem that the biggest problem that we have at the moment, from from my perspective, is that this is against poor teams that we do this. When we play the great teams, like the the contenders in the West, they're going to put us away by fifteen. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and it's going to hurt. So we it, it needs to be addressed. The energy levels need to be addressed. We were in the first quarter of the first night of a back to back, and the Houston Rockets had guys shooting wide open uncontested threes where we weren't chasing down we weren't trying to close out we weren't to, it was the first quarter where's the energy and let's then, bring in let's bring in some ooh. positivity though <laughs> the only positivity coming from this guy is how much money he just made <laughs> hey boys what's going on coach Evans B how we doing <laughs> I've missed you man Good to see you. Good to see you. It's been a while, hasn't it? Fucking oath. It's fucking oath, man. Boy, what's <laughs> what's happening over at uh, uh, your podcast? Oh, man, I, dude, I've got two kids. I, I got a full time job, a, a new one that I'm trying to uh, get used to. But I, but I think we're getting to a point where where we're all almost ready to get on the same page and do something again. It's been a while, but we're finally there. I think so. Hopefully, something soon. It could be worse. It could be fanning the flames. Shots fired. Shots fired from the Suns. Love you, Justin. Just, just a reminder, Justin. It was the Suns Planet podcast that said that, not the Aussie Suns fans podcast. Not the He's on Fire podcast. It's one of those other hosts. (laughs) Boy, hit us with some positivity, mate. Um, Tonight meant nothing. We're we're on the way to a title, right? We lost Nurkic. We fuck. Oh, you want you want excuses, man? I fucking I've fed myself excuses ever since we fucking the final siren of that game. That's what I do. It's how I cope. We lost Nurkic. Bradley Beal got ejected for fuck all, right? And then, not that the last couple of seconds could have changed the outcome, but Booker rolls his fucking ankle. I'll just pretend like it was early in the game. That's what I'll do. And Royce, and to make it so bad, Royce O'Neal hurts his ankle, and Josh Okoge is the one that hit Nurkic <laughs> to make it even worse. Yeah, we just touched ourselves hey, pretty much. Hey, books, books not playing tomorrow. We're gonna have no. we're gonna we're gonna get a chance to see some um <laughs> some fucking bowl bowl. Uh, we're gonna get a chance to see. We get Eric Gordon back. Point point bowl out of total necessity. Dude, look, I was a boy game might see, be uh, getting some minutes. I want to see. I want to see um, Thad get major burn. I think he's going to be an integral piece in this in our in our defensive schemes moving forward. He's that um, I liken. Um, Thad Young, you know when we had uh, Jay Crowder when he was at his best and he, he didn't put up fucking Larry numbers, but he was a glue guy in defense. Yeah. He was he, he was a good communicator. And I feel like Thad Yard, Thad Yard, I feel like Thad fucking Yard could come in and be that type of a um, um, a player for this team. So I'm, I, I want him to be integrated sooner rather than later. I was a little bit pissy that, you know, he got... He had a really good game, um, despite not scoring much in his in his debut for the Suns. Um, you know, you, I agree. You know, 
he, he got a bunch of the uh, rebounds, assists, a lot of offensive fucking um, activity as well, which offensive boards, I mean. So, yeah, I think seeing him, um, seeing a lot of him tomorrow will be, um, hopefully it's, um, <laughs> hopefully he hasn't lost a fucking step and he's, he's, he doesn't have a shit showing because I want the Suns to notice and see the value in Thad Young and what he can bring to the team so, so he can start pushing his way into the rotation. We fucking need it, man. There's, we need that fucking, that, that guy, that, that cunt on defense that's going to spark these guys, right? And get everyone fucking... We saw it again. And Gavin, we're talking about this shit fucking... Um, it feels like every four or five pods or three or four pods, we get on and we fucking go, oh, these cunts don't fucking care. They, what you were saying before, they don't have an identity. They don't care. They're arrogant. They're fucking lazy. They're fucking... They're cocky. They're full of themselves. We get this every few pods. We're fucking doing it, and it needs to fucking stop. There needs to be someone holding them accountable. And if it's a Thad Young, and he does what yeah. I fucking I can see him doing in my head defensively for the team, fucking let let do it. You you mean like a head coach? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but not to go after Frank Vogel too much uh, because he he did help lead the improvement. If you watch Suns Planet uh, podcast, uh, we've talked about how we are now a top ten defense in the second. No, in the we we divide up the season into thirds. That's right. Okay, and two thirds through the way this season, um, we are now top ten in defense. Uh, maybe it was just yeah, in this most recent third. Either way, that has it's, that it's, has it's picked been up. an improvement. It has been our defense. Our defense has picked up, and and yeah. and you're right there, Jake. But here's the thing, and it's got to be a mental thing. There's a it's that cockiness that comes in against these fucking shit teams. Uh, the whole we're fucking better. Yeah. That that needs to be stamped stamped out of them. I don't know, are we icing guys out? Are they just be, becoming disengaged because of um, how much usage goes through? So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out here, right? Because the, these type of games, every time, every single time, in my opinion and what I see, when we shoot poorly and the ball just won't fall, this team disengages on both ends, and it happened again today. So that first quarter that ball just would not fall and it wouldn't fall for any of us. And you can go KD all the way was missing dunks and layups for Christ's sake. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and when that happens, when that happens is when we disengage at both ends. So you get a game like today. Grayson Allen's been fantastic all season. He was absolute tripe today. I mean, like you to want to not be bad. He couldn't hit a shot. He couldn't defend. He couldn't do it. I don't know whether Grayson's a bit sore and trying to play through it, but he was horrible though. No, no, none of that shit, Gav. Royce, Royce O'Neal was fantastic, again, on both ends of the floor. And I, I, we'll, I wanted to talk about him, and we'll, we'll probably touch on him later on, but he's been an absolutely outstanding addition. This Today's yeah. game aside, take that out. Um, Royce has been a fantastic addition and you only have to look at his defensive numbers, particularly if you take out junk time. Um, his defensive numbers are phenomenal. Um, but when we're missing shots, we disengage on both ends of the floor. And this team can't afford to disengage on both ends of the floor because in the West, and people in the chat keep mentioning it, in the, the West is going to be real tough and we've got a tough run home and the playoffs are going to be tough. If we're playing against playoff-caliber teams and disengaging on the defensive end, we're, we're looking at a 
well, with this run home, we're looking at a play-in that we could potentially lose or a first or second round exit. We have to stay engaged defensively Absolutely. even when we're shooting poorly. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, as somebody that, you know, I feel like during COVID, a lot of pip- people picked up different uh, habits, new skill sets. I know my neighbors started making a fantastic sourdough uh, that they brought over a couple loaves. I got into sports betting a little bit, uh, and I can give you a pro tip right now. Uh, the Phoenix Suns will not sweep a single team in the Western Conference uh, this year. It just won't happen. But based on how they play, it doesn't matter who we will match up with. There will be somebody that steals one game. So don't don't take that sucker bet of Suns will get the sweep in any series. Yeah, there's no, there's no more Suns in four. No, they, they can win. They can still win series. They just won't sweep. That's a, I'm no. trying to save some money for people here. Why don't Why don't we just convince ourselves that we're that we'll have it figured out by then, and then we'll just fucking steamroll everyone? You know, this we're, is we're not fans, the flames with Justin and Mister Positivity here. This is this is a realist podcast uh, called Aussie Suns fans. <laughs> Side note, and, and we, we were talking about, you know, how a coach needs to hold somebody accountable. Uh, Boyd, you've gotten like nine kids. Could you explain to Coach Evan B how you can still have a regular podcast, even with the amount of children you still have? <laughs> he just brings them on for the podcast. Yeah, that's how yeah, well, I do. I do. Um, it's, um, you, you, need to be, you need to be okay with a little bit of neglect. You need to be, it's, um, it's a, it's a, and then, and then themselves out. that's what therapy's for. The way that you are okay with yourself is you say that it's just one of life's hard lessons that they need to learn, you know, cope on their own. Who cares if they're one and a half and three year old and fucking, well, it doesn't matter, man. It's, they need to take, they need to take the lumps early. Just, just give right. them some bottled water and put some newspaper on the ground. They'll be fine. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly right. Exactly what the coaching staff is talking about with regards to bull bull. Just like, you know, he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. I could literally. Gap, bull bull, not taking them open threes and fucking hesitating. Was he fucking, has he been listening to Josh Okogie? Like he had two of them, the two of them that I recall, where he just fucking he he was wide open. The play was fucking set. I'm not. That. I'm not allowed not to. I'm not allowed to talk about Bol Bol. I've got my position on him, and I'm not moving. I'm we, not budging. We can. We can. Damn it. We, we can backflip, Gav. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it, mate. All right. Um, one more thing out of the games this week. We played oh, out of these games. We played Houston three times. We still got to. We have to play them once more. I think. Um, there's, there was one thing that I noticed out of it that didn't happen, which I think should have happened. Isaiah Stewart created a precedent by only getting three games when he punched um, Drew Eubanks in the tunnel. So the Phoenix Suns know now that they could have gone and punched Dylan Brooks in the head <laughs> and someone only would have got three weeks or three games. Why the fuck didn't we punch Dylan Brooks in the head? I don't mind missing Eubanks. Yeah, you don't. Drew, Drew knows. He could have just punched him in the head and went, uh, I just woke up from when Isaiah Stewart punched me. He's even got a defense. Hey, Gav, if we get one of them for free this season and it's against Dylan Brooks, just because we all hate him, I'll be pissed. If it, I want it to be against a fucking uh, Luca or some someone like that. <laughs> fucking, oh, man. What, all right, who was, who was here? Brooks. 
Who was your who's been your standout? Let, again, let's only look back over since All Star Break. Who's been your best player? Even over Roy, last week. Royce O'Neill. Royce. Boy. I was gonna I was gonna say maybe Nurk, but he he missed some stuff and then got some free throws game. that he was missing last last game and, and uh, I mean, at least Royce is showing heart, man. I I, I want to comment on what you said re- real quick, Gav, about this team just like not giving a fuck, dude. Like the, those, what you were describing of that team of you know we have to make shots to be in games. That that is some shit that we said when Devin Booker was a rookie <laughs> for those teams. We have yeah. to make shots to stay stay engaged. We have Beal, KD, Booker, and we look elementary at times and it's it's astounding to me to have those players i and before i forget while it's on my mind when it comes to kevin durant and his i mean it's amazing he can score 29 30 points and still have a bad game i think that's absolutely incredible and speaks speaks to what he is but it feels like his mind is doing something a little bit faster than what his body's doing and his body's starting to slow down that's what I'm starting to see when he's dribbling it off of his knees left and right, when he's passing to the wrong person, he, he's he's making a bad decision, passing to a rolling fad young when he's playing his like 11th overall minute with the team <laughs> and he's just trying to get, you know, comfortable. I, I just see I, I see his mind just moving faster than what his body's doing right now. And he's got to he's got to adjust his game a little bit to old man ball. And then he does some stuff where he's rising up and he's going past some people too at the same time. Right. So it, yeah. it, it's a real interesting paradox with KD, but to answer your question, I think Royce O'Neal has been our most consistent player at least. Boy. I wholeheartedly agree. Even with the runner up there, coach, um, Hemo does this all the time on your podcast. He disagrees with all your guests. Doesn't he Jake? <laughs> Doesn't he? Yeah. Well, uh, he actually usually well. agrees with him and disagrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, he's no. just a nice guy. I don't know if you guys know this. He's a nice guy. He is. He, he is. is a nice guy. He's one of the best. He's one of the best. But uh, yeah, no. Um, Royce O'Neal, look, he um um he started off a bit cold today, but he fucking um um he didn't lose that fucking mentality. He found he, his shit. Yeah, and he fucking. But that's what we need across the fucking board. And he and he, and he and he played both ends of the court. He didn't he didn't fucking you know pack his fucking lollies up and go home. He just fucking he kept at it. And I've seen that a couple of times with um 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 Royce in his in the few games that he's had with us. But he's contributing in every facet of the game. He's whether it's um, rebounding, um, you know, he's getting more assists than I thought he would get. He's um he's he's a he's a willing passer, um, and you know blocks, steals, and just the odd three. I don't need him to fucking come out and give me 15 points a game. He can give me fucking between 8 and 12 points a game and just be a fucking, um, just a real solid um, guy on defense. And good good team defense is what I want to see from Royce. But he's um he's even outplayed that this week. So, yeah, I'll give him my nod for sure. Jake? Well, if we're, if we're talking about since the All-Star break... Um... It's a little bit tougher, uh, you know, and, and to kind of break the mold a little bit, I, I do love Royce. Uh, I, I will go Nurkic, though. Uh, I feel like Nurkic has uh, – it, it's interesting. Now, uh, every game that Nurkic has missed, we've lost. So, 
be very interesting to see what happens if he is out tomorrow, um, which I assume he will be. Uh, but, you know, who, who would have guessed that uh, Yusuf Nurkic was going to be so integral to this team uh, when we traded DA for him? Uh, I mean, w- we used to hope that DA would be great. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You know, uh, well, I, you know, it's been a few months since I heard uh, the He's on Fire podcast, so then maybe I would have... Months. Months. Nurkic has been exactly what this team needs, uh, and he's doing it at a relatively efficient clip. Love to see that. Um, it's like he, he, he accepts that you have to play bully ball by the basket. Um, and although it, you know, it, it's unfortunate that it looks like he might be out for a moment, um, he doesn't shy away from contact. He pushes people around and he uses his body. He does not fade away, uh, you know, for a 10 foot jumper, uh, when he can plow through the person, uh, and so it, that, that's why I like to see from Nurkic. So, uh, don't get me wrong. Love the Royce O'Neal deal to, to give you a little bit different perspective. I think Nurkic has been exactly what this team needs. And it's interesting. When he plays well, we do exceptionally well. Not not just when he plays. Are, we have right. to win. When, he, when he misses games, we lose. But when he plays very well, that usually, you know, throw your money down. We probably won that game. We're zipping the ball around. He's getting rebounds. He's playing bully ball, right? We haven't seen him play bully ball in a minute, too, especially against Alperin Schengen, Shengun, Shenzhen. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, I was really surprised we didn't see any of that. Uh, and he's been like the glued guy. I, I posted on Twitter the other day, we can talk about the big three all we want. I think Nurkic, Nurkic is our key. And so when he goes out and when he's not in there, you can 100% tell a difference. Drew Eubanks was absolute ass. I will take Azubuki over him every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Is Azubuki the new Alan Williams? Is he the new big sauce? Because I feel like... He's just a dude that like can hit a shot that's within like three feet of the basket. He's big and he hustles and he rebounds, which is exactly broad. what Big Sauce did. Yeah, and, and that's all we ever needed that guy to do. And I feel like he's owned that assignment. So Eubanks um, sometimes Nurkic, tries to do too much. Nurkic doesn't need to play bully ball, so to speak. He just and he, what he's doing is he's just being physical. There's no one. No one can fucking um, um, back him down. Mm-hmm. If it's going on him one on one, trying to back that fucker down, they can't. And when and and when he's backing someone down, even if he misses the fucking shot, it just makes people think twice. It keeps them honest inside, yeah. and it just opens up so much more everywhere else. If he's not a threat, passing to a cutting fucking KD or Beal or whoever from the top of the key, he's a he's a, he's a threat inside because people know that he will do it and he can do it. Um, and I, I think, yeah, he doesn't need to fucking dunk on people. But with DA, it was fucking, it was always just a fucking, a very upright, a very, um, one little fucking soft touch in. And then he'd, he'd take two steps back and start emitting, you know, and brick it. He hit some, but you know what I mean? So there's just, people don't have to think twice with DA, but with Nurk, they really fucking do. <laughs> Although he'll probably brick it as well, but anyway, yeah, no, that physicality. I reckon he's one of our. Um, when it comes to um, physicality and just being a presence inside, I've got him top three in fucking um, all the centers that I can remember for the Phoenix Suns. Yep. Um, if I'm being yep. honest, and I, I yep. could I could be forgetting some people. But top two. Top two, even yeah. Yep. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to two. think. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying yep. that that we should do a poll. 
We should do a good, quick, quick question, question though. Uh, Gavin, do, do you work from home usually? Yes. Okay. Um, I know exactly what I'm getting you for Christmas. It's a new, uh, it's a new desk chair, new, buddy. New chair. Because the boy was, no, no, boy was going here to, like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, I'm going with Royce O'Neill as well. But let's continue on with the Nurkic discussion. You've all, everybody's obviously had the comments there. The injury that he came up with tonight. So a uh, bit of whiplash or whatever it is in the next brain somebody somebody mentioned today that this is the same type of injury that the morris brother got when Jokic hit him no ah he was kind of a pussy though nurk will be fine he is a pussy (laughs) but i don't think we're seeing nurk tomorrow night right no oh well you know give him the day off well i don't know next are a funny thing um I've uh, I've I've had some neck issues when I was playing um, rugby, and I could I could go and I don't even know how how I get it, but I don't know. I can wake up one morning and be fine. If he wakes up tomorrow yep. morning, and it's fucking like it's uh, and it's fucking rosy, he's gonna go and tell him. I can't fucking feel anything. I'm good. Is but, it um? Neck well, that, do your neck yeah. injuries come from the way you have to direct your? Um, face to sniff people's asses because you're playing rugby. <laughs> We've got matching hats, Gav. Did you notice that? Mm, I noticed. Um, all right, Kip, Kip's putting a bet on he's going to play tomorrow. <laughs> um, Nurk's going to play tomorrow, apparently, according to Kip. Um, Devin Booker's injury. I, I, I bet, I bet How concerned good. are we? How concerned are we about the Booker it did, injury? It, it didn't. W- w- when, it rolled, when it rolled, his ankle kind of came like this and then stopped. It like went down and stopped. It didn't go down all the way. Like, thank God. He didn't put his full weight on it. Thank God, right? I feel like it could be more of a tweak, but then again, coming from so I've I've sprained each ankle at least ten times. I have pulled tendons in each and ligaments in each ankle multiple times. Um man, ankles are tricky. One time you, you hear a pop and you think it's really bad and you and you're actually kind of okay, right? And, and another time, like, you don't think it's that bad. And you're like, fuck, this this damn thing, you know, for three or four weeks straight, I just can't even move it. Uh, it it's tricky. But, I mean, it's Devin Booker. I mean, damn right. We're, we're, I'm worried, man. If, if he's out yes. for an extended amount of time, dude, I think we're, we're looking at playing territory right now. We are. We are. Yes. We're, came back negative. X-rays came back negative. Um, they yeah. didn't say much about Royce O'Neal either. I mean, I just – I don't have – I don't have a lot of hope for this team. Even even if Booker and we're all healthy, I, I was I was starting to lose hope. So what if, losing Booker, losing Royce, losing Nurk, I mean, shit. There goes another game. And then you have the Nuggets coming up. Yeah, we're going to get rocked by them too probably. There goes another game. Like so at some point. I want to ask you, Coach, and you'll know, you'll know. If we do get a point guard, and I will, actually I won't say point guard because Gavin will get upset. If we get an, a ball handler, a floor general. I will say someone who can do that sort of stuff and our turnover ratio goes in our favor tremendously to finish out the season. Do you think that is the answer? Is that going to fix everything? No, no, absolutely. If we we go from um, turning it over fucking 15 to 20, you know, 10 to 20 times a game to 
to uh, five. No, because so, now because now you're adding a ball handler that hasn't played with anybody. I mean, we go from this game to the personnel we had to tomorrow's game. Now we're going to add Beal, and now we're going to add Eric Gordon to a roster oh, hey, that has no. already had a whole lot of turnover. I mean, this is just going to add even more drama Chemistry to this aside. year's team. Chemistry aside, in a perfect world, and, and it worked. And we, and we fixed that part of the game. Do you think that in a vacuum, if everything's better, are we better? No, but I'm just saying that one aspect. I'm just saying as a fucking as a definitive fucking. Do you, do you think? On one thing. Honestly, if we bring a if we bring a point guard in, like the last roster spot, we're going to go and bring in someone from the buyout market. Number one, they're a backup at best. Number two, do you really think that's going to take the ball out of KD and Book's hands? The turnovers, the ones that really hurt are the ones that KD gives up in the double teams. Yeah. They're the ones the book gives up in the double teams. They're, these guys are still going to have the ball in their hand. They're still going to get double. Like yeah. but that it's, it's, it's a change in the offensive play sets more than anything. It's it, getting it, into it's the when fucking we, set. We, we kind of, not lazily, but you know, it, it, I think they try and set up a play. The defense launches their double team. And that's when we see a dribble off the knee or or people swiping at the ball. Um, it had been when when Beal's on the floor and healthy, it has been reduced. But that's been you know uh, not much of, of late. So yeah, yeah. I just think that, I just think that somebody um, that first action in the offensive play, if it's not one of our big three, and it's someone that can fucking get it to them in their spot and they're more running the action instead of calling it and you got three of them fucking weapons i just i just feel like that we're just it's just yeah, i just don't think that's where Tidier. the turnover is coming I, I just don't think that's where the turnover is coming at all okay okay no the turnovers I, I, I are coming you in deep in there potentially adding a guard but it, I, I don't think it's going to be impacting the big three in any way it's not who, who is who is still currently available is not probably going to be getting many minutes with the big three. That's my thought. Uh, and uh, on top of that, I don't think there's anybody out there that would warrant getting the ball that much anyway, as of right now. Yeah, and that's yeah. point. Great. So I'll just fuck off back to my perfect world then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. you can talk about that. I, I would join you. I want to join you in your perfect fucking world. That sounds yeah. We all want to. We all want to be there in the perfect world. Hey, look, perfect world. We'll Chris Paul comes in. That's for sure. Chris uh, Paul comes in tomorrow. He has no turnovers. Oh, perfect world. Tyrese Halliburton is all of a sudden magically a son no, because uh, Jalen Smith. We didn't draft Jalen Smith. We took Tyrese instead, and was, he's in there having zero turnovers. You guys were invited on the VIP list. For the perfect world that Boyd lives in. Now you got to buy tickets, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm charging. <laughs> All right. Um, we have one more roster spot. What are we going to do with it? Evan, what are we doing with that last one? It looks like that's what It looks like that's what we're doing. Just with yeah. the amount of burn. Okay, but what do you want? But what do you want? John Wall. Uh, John Wall. You want John Hayes. Wall? Oh, I want to see John Wall try again. Yeah. Is Just, why Hayes the fuck not? Available? Uh, yeah, he's he's yeah. still there, but just yeah, I, I'm nice of the why the fuck not at this point. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. And 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 I said it. Um, I think I was on Sun's Jam, um, and John just brought him up, and I said, "Why the fuck not?" Like he's 
the thing with John Moore is that, and, and, I, and I said this then as well, there is familiarity with one of our big three, like big time. There's fucking years and years of them guys working together. So even if he has lost two or three steps, even if he is only contributing um, um, minimal numbers, yeah. it's just that little bit of um, that known commodity running beside one of our big three. And I just, I just think that it can't, it can't fucking hurt more than saving Lee, fucking just being fast and being able to get get to the cup and draw a foul every now and then. But he's not really contributing much, much else. I, I think that John Wall could make our big three better. Potentially, I, I will say, is it is it Chris Chris Stu that we're looking at in the chat uh, saying sign uh, mud guts? We're we're looking for maybe a ball handler, and that's not going to be boy. That's going to be boy's <laughs> wife. That's why I ate so many kids. Uh, but uh, uh, how no, do I, I have so many I, kids when I've only got one nut? That's <laughs> hey, I tell you what, you, you know how to prepare. Um, no, uh, I, honestly, at this point, because of my concern with the depth with big men, I would say Azubuki. Azubuki. I agree. However, to say it, uh, I'd rather see us bring in a big man or sign uh, him because uh, Saban Lee is not going to get playing time in the playoffs unless we are blowing somebody out. Um, you know, in an emergency, you might actually say to yourself, "Wait a minute, Drew Eubanks cannot play." Critical minutes backing up Nurkic. Who can we have play eight to ten minutes a game? And, you know, there are people out there. There are big men out there that can – and maybe, like, I I made the joke about – it wasn't a total joke, but, like, Robin Lopez uh, uh, in in this morning's podcast on Sun's Planet. My point is more get somebody who will essentially hit people – when they drive into the post and that try was... and intimidate them that way. You, you get six fouls, use your body, hit people, try and get some blocks, try and get some rebounds, but use your size and realize that that's what you're brought in for because you're not brought in for scoring because that's what the big it's, three are for. It's so, kind of what we want Eubanks to do, right? I mean, you're a big exactly. body, solid body. Eubanks tries to get use a six fouls. finesse. It's a... Uh... It's, it's incredible that out of the last three, four years, James Jones has failed to sign a legitimate backup center for a playoff run. I I can't get on the Jock Landale uh, train. That was not the route to go before. Uh, he started off with Aaron Baines the first year, and then uh, JaVale McGee was a, a one-trick pony, right? I mean, the second he played yeah. the Mavericks, he was completely unplayable. Um, Biombo, I mean, we all love Busy for the person that he is, giving away all his money, right? You, you could play him in spurts, and he seemed to be good against Milwaukee, and we never played Milwaukee again. And our backup to DeAndre Eight in the finals year was Dario Saric. Um, all good players in, in their own. Very yep. nice. Uh, all their all those players are good in their own rights, right? But not for what we've needed, and. It's incredible. I like people were talking about Eubank should be starting over Nurkic the first month of the season, and and then his drop off has been incredible. Grayson Allen had the worst game of his son's career, arguably tonight too. And oh fuck, I'm going off the deep end. I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's um uh, to 
to be honest, though, I, I spoke about it on Suns Jam last night. I, no matter who we sign, they're just going to be tower waivers now. Uh, yeah. They're happy yeah. with this eight-man rotation, and that's what we're sticking with. So, yeah, look, John Wall, right. John Wall may be worth a look. Me, personally, I'm just going to go with the Aussie flavour and go, hey, I want to see us bring in Paddy Mills. So if we're struggling to hit those shots, let's bring Paddy Mills in and let him hit a couple of corner threes. And his movement off ball is sensational. He he can he can make the floor shift when he's on the when he's out. So keep going. I agree. Paddy Paddy Mills is one that I'd absolutely be looking at as that spot. And does he need to come out and play fifteen minutes a game? No. But if we're struggling like we were tonight, you go hey. Come in, Patty. Go and play your six, seven minutes. Hit One us three or four threes and get get some momentum going. One of the best locker room guys going around, and if he and can, KD loves him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if he can, if he can again, in the moments when we do have a fucking Booker sprain his ankle, if we can just get someone in there to keep people engaged and 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 keep us in games, and it doesn't have to be through him splashing it. It's just. We need team guys, man. This isn't. We're not playing like a fucking team. We got all no. the fucking stars in the world, and we're and we're fucked. <laughs> we're fucked. I, I've been I've been wanting to say it on a podcast for a while, and actually put it out there. And I want I want to hear what you guys say about this. Um, so Katie and Book have been playing together for about a year, right? They went through a playoff, uh, two playoff series together. They've been together for a full year, a full off season. Brand new head coach, yada yada yada. I'm very much beginning to think that Katie and Booker just don't work together. Too similar. Too similar. We can talk about individual talent. Like, I'm not going to say Katie is bad. I'm not saying Book is bad. I'm saying together. Why do the Nuggets work? Look at their personnel. They all play different roles, man. Like, I think that's what's very important about building a basketball team, right? Um, look at some of the, the star teams that have gone out there and, the, and they haven't been able to produce, um, especially at the co- collegiate game. Um, obviously, this is the NBA. I'm not trying to compare apples to oranges here. I just think when you're building a team, when you're building a football team, hockey team, rugby, whatever it is, you have specific needs at specific positions, right? We don't, our point of attack defense is so ass, we had to go to a one, two, two zone tonight. Yes, people are going to say, but it worked. But this vocal called this and that and this and that. Like it, it worked in spurts. But if you have to play zone defense, that means you cannot play man defense. Simple as that. And to make it worse, what pissed me off throughout that whole game and what this is going to drive my fuck you, Frank Vogel energy for the rest of the season. When the Rockets finally realized they needed to get a man to the to the nail or to the free throw line. And they, when they finally realize that, that's when you need to switch up your defense. You go to a one-three-one, and you cover that spot, and then you cover the wings, and you have a guy down low, which is what they were trying to do: get a man in the middle, get a man down low. And not making that fucking adjustment is so frustrating. They were doing it for the last six or seven minutes, and we kept staying in that one-two-two, and they were starting to pick us off, and all the way to the end, when they finally did it. 
And if you want to be a good defensive team, look what um, uh, Ty Lue is doing over there, man. You switch up. You go to a 1-3-1. Oh, coming out of a timeout, go back to man right now. Throwing it out out of bounds from underneath your basket. Go to a 2-3 zone for for half a possession or a 1-4 even. Like, he doesn't switch anything up. And But if you go to a zone for an extended amount of time, that means you cannot guard point of attack. And unfortunately, we're going to lose Grayson or Royce or probably Bowl or something like that uh, so that we can go out and pick a guy that will be better at the point of attack defense. But that's going to cost money too. So who knows what moves we can even make going forward. I'm going off the deep end again. Holy shit. Mute myself. So, no, so love but love Evan, Evan, the... For me, the, the book and uh, KD not working together thing, that's that's a coaching thing. Because you you've did, got... Okay, but it didn't work in two different systems. Do you think so? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean two different systems? And, and Monty's system, which was clearly uh, elbow-heavy pick-and-roll stuff, right? And then passing out to the corners. And then this one where there's a lot of slip screens and then you're starting to talk about one on a whole lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff here. I think it was tough with the Monty system given the fact that they only played eight games together before playoffs. Um, there, was, there was no chance of working that out. Um, this year, they absolutely should have worked it out. Now... Does that mean maybe potentially they should change the the way that we're operating that offense? And it does look like that at times, um, but, um, but we just stick to it. We we I feel like we back offensively we back ourselves into a corner where um, we we're forced to make really tough shots to stay in games, and it's just mm -hmm. fucking it's um it's a it's a really cool thing to have for your for your, for your crunch moments, right? And it's and it's well, you need it for the playoffs. Absolutely, you need it. But it's not a staple that you can live on all season. It's going to be look if we can. Well, <laughs> is is that fucking... why we were so good in the regular season the past few years, and we sucked in the playoffs? And maybe I mean I did hear Flex on PHNX one time, and and I and I kind of agree with this. Say that he thinks we're better built for the playoffs than we are for the regular season. I think there's a lot to be said about that, but in order to be good in the playoffs, you got to have some sort of identity or you can rely on something when you come to that point too. So there's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, There's a balance. Yeah. There's a balance We've got that you point. need to. I think that this team can win the championship, but I still think 100% it's going to happen. God, I, I want to live in your world. Fuck, man. Hey, hey, no, I just think, I think we all thought that we were going to figure it out a lot quicker than what we had. And, and we've still got, a, was it another 20, 25 left? Is it 25 or 24? 25 flat. About about 25 left. I think there's time. And I think, um, you know, I think taking these lumps throughout the regular season and knowing that we have the clientele to do it, if they can mentally get past the fact that, you know, we're and not do the whole fucking Mavericks and the fucking... Game seven fucking explosions. I think that we've. I think that we we can fucking definitely do this. So yeah, take the lumps it, now, and then. Um, I do. I do think to go on that point. To go on your point, I'm gonna. I'm gonna insert a little positivity now. Um, I tweeted this the other night, and I said we still haven't played our best basketball, which is true. So something something to think about. And number you two, don't peak early. No, no, no. I do think it's better that we are playing the harder games later in the season because that does prepare you for more playoff games, right? I that agree aspect with that. is better. So we're I, 
Where do we end up in the seeding? I don't know. You can talk me into getting the ninth seed right now, winning whoever the fuck is in the eighth seed. That doesn't matter. And then having to take on Minnesota. You can talk me into that and beating Minnesota in the first round, right? And then who's the four or five? Clippers without Russell Westbrook right now and potentially yeah. uh, uh, the Kings, who I know that we can, we all know that we can beat too. You can talk me into this scenario, but what we're seeing on the court and what we're talking about with the what ifs are two very Current, different currently things. It's, currently, it's the Clippers Pelicans, and I'd be more than happy with that type of matchup. So the guys who won, who took it all out last season, fucking Denver Nuggets. Does anyone remember the really shitty patch they had in the second half of the season? They dropped like fucking nine. Yeah, they lost, yeah, they lost yeah. Eight, of, eight of ten, I think. Yeah. Yeah, look like yeah, but they were they were consistently good early though to sort of offset that. But what I'm saying is that the road isn't always as fucking rosy as as we want. I, I think that we have the professionalism to turn it on when we need to. And I think what Flex was saying was exactly right. We um, we are built for the playoffs. Um, I don't want to see another fucking 64-win team just fucking go, go out there and just have, you know, be Good. fucking played out of yep. a seven-game series. We've got the tools now. We've got the tools. All we need to do is get there. Get there, put us on the fucking big stage, and let's dance, if you ask me. All right, gents, we do have a tough run home. Let's look at the games coming up this week. It, it is a tough week. Uh, we have OKC tomorrow at 1.30 Australian time Monday. Denver at Denver on Wednesday, 2 p.m. Toronto on Friday at 1 p.m. at home. And then Boston on Sunday at 12.30 p.m. at home. How do you see this week going, Jake? Uh, it, it's going to be tough, especially depending on you know, what the the actual outcome of these injuries that we saw tonight are going to lead to. Uh, I, I could easily see us dropping the Thunder game. Uh, this morning, I was hopeful that uh, I actually predicted that we would lose to the Thunder, uh, but we would come back and beat the Nuggets, and then we'd uh, beat the Raptors. Um, the Boston game, that'll be a very interesting one to watch. Why don't you guys uh, – so that's Sunday at 1230. Uh, do you guys not record before then? Sunday, your time is Monday, our time. So, yeah, we'll be already recorded. No, no, no. It's Sunday, 12.30, our time. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah that's the watch yeah, party we'll in Adelaide. Going. Yeah, we'll, we'll be going it, afterwards. Either way, that, that'll be a hell of a game to watch, <laughs> regardless, because if, if we, I feel like if we are serious the about competing party game, for a title, man. we've got to show up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so what's your what's your prediction, Jake? Oh, yeah, well then I'd say for this four game stretch, we will be going. You know what? Power of positivity, mud guts got me. Uh, you know what? I'm sold. Uh, we're gonna drop to the thunder tomorrow. We're gonna rest up. We're gonna hit a three game win streak after that. We're going to defeat the Boston Celtics. That's going to be the uh, the crown jewel of this week. You don't think beating Denver would be the crown jewel of the week? No, if only because Denver has surprisingly kind of struggled to show their dominance so far this season. Um, I mean, they're That's not, uh, you know, looking as imposing as they did last year. And, and granted, they didn't look elite in the regular season last year either. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the, for 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 the 
reigning champions to be where they're currently at. No, I, I feel like uh, that's a winnable game. Boy, what's the order of these games, Gav? Okay, see Denver, Toronto, Boston. Okay, so I'm going to give you four Ws. And I just feel like this is possibly the fifth time I've said it this year, is that we are embarrassed. And we come out and things all just fucking click tomorrow, even when we're short some cattle. Things just click tomorrow. And then we just start a fucking run. And it's, um, we're just, we're, by the end of the fucking week, we'll be getting talked about by the national fucking talking heads, the pundits or whatever you want to call them, about the, the, resurging, um, the resurgence of the suns. And we're fucking in. And we're fucking, um, and we're back in it. So, yeah, I think that we, um, we ring off four wins, mate. Evan, before, I know you have to shoot off. Before you do, though, give us your prediction for this week. And I need you to stick on for who am I, which won't take too long. Two and two. And two. two. I, th- I think we go two and two. Um, I think we can take care of Toronto. We seem to do very well at home against Boston um, in recent history. Uh, I think we drop OKC in Denver. I am also, I, I'm going to go three and one. I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic. I think we drop tomorrow. Um, that'll be tough. I, I do think Book and Nurk will miss. Um, and hopefully Nurk will be back for that Denver game because we're desperately going to need him against Jokic. Um, and then, yeah, I think we'll we'll start the new streak, three and one after that. All right, gents. Evan's got to go. So we're going to do Who Am I quickly because he's on here. We need to do this with the guests. Um, we've got two special guests, so Boyd, you're a bit outnumbered. But remember, special guests, if the chat guesses and they're wrong, you Ooh. guys are disqualified <laughs> until the end. I'd right? be so if you get, if, you do, if you do guess and you get it wrong, you're disqualified until the end of the following round, um, until everybody else has a guess. Are we ready, gents? Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> I was drafted with the sixth pick in the 1992 draft by the Washington Bullets. What year? 92. That's what I said. Okay. And if we guess, we're out until the next round, right? If you're wrong. If you're right, you get five points. Tom Gugliotta. Correct. Jake, five points for you. Right. What's it like? (laughs) I saw him at the game today. I had to throw it out there. The other... The, the other hints were I played seven for seven teams during my NBA career between 92 and 2005. I was selected in the NBA All-Rookie team in 92. I was an NBA All-Star in 97. And I played with the Phoenix Suns from 1999 till 2004 after signing as a free agent. Oh, I was so sold on Googs when he came, you guys. I was so sold on him. <laughs> NBA Live made me think he was like the best player on the Suns back in the day. <laughs> But wait a minute. What, what now technically were they still the Bullets then? Yes, they yeah. were the Washington Bullets when he was drafted. Wizards were in the late nineties. Uh Chris Jew um put a put a bid in for Bill before he, you got your answer, mate. So it's I'm sorry, you don't get the point. No, no, no he didn't. <laughs> Stop it. Stop Coach it. Coach Evan B, thank you very much for joining us, mate. It was brilliant having you on. Uh really appreciate it. 
No, thanks for having me, you guys. Boyd, Jake, good to see you as always. Thanks for coming on here. Uh, hopefully potting a little bit more soon. Um, don't follow my account tomorrow. I have a feeling it's be full of fucking negativity yet again. So thank you, Phoenix Suns. And it's almost baseball season. Jake, are, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you a D-backs fan? Uh, I can be. You can't? Okay, well, then in that case, we're we're pretty close to baseball season, so hopefully the D-backs can pull us out of the slump because I don't know if I believe in the Suns right now. Great question to let you out on. Are you? Do you think it's more likely the Suns win a championship this year or the D-backs win a championship? I would say the D-backs. Crazy, they huh? Were just there. They were, in fairness, they were just there. Coach, um, just quickly before you go, mate, um, Jake, is it true that you changed your name because of Coach's name? Yes, uh, I, I did. <laughs> On Sun's Jam, he was constantly referred to as Coach Heaven B. And then somebody said, hey, Coach Fallen founder, what's he actually a coach of? To which I never found out what Coach Evan B is actually a coach of. So I switched my name to Equipment Manager because I just wanted to <laughs> Basketball, basketball. Actually, funny enough, I, I coached against uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, who obviously now plays plays for the Celtics and man had absolutely no no answer for him. Uh, had a couple kids that would that went D one one three one, coach one three one and one three. The other thing, coach. Um, yeah, and I, I just want to bring that up because um, Jake's always fucking talking shit about you behind your back. Just what? What? but um, anyway, fucking um, guy, I swear every fuck, time. Fuck you, Jake. That's right. Called out, mate. Oh yeah, um, because you anyway. didn't know Gugliotta. It's two wins in a row. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I am, um, but um, um, what's that? Um, that charity you were putting up some really cool shit about a charity thing in Utah you were doing recently, and I really fucking vibed with it. I can't remember it for life of me, but I fucking yeah. Loved it at the we uh, we no, we just recently got uh, autism certified as a as a destination with with my son being on the spectrum. Anybody listening in the Phoenix area and they have any. Kids or little ones on the spectrum go to Mesa, Arizona. Mesa is the first city in America that is fully uh, trained um, and autism certified. That means up to 60 or 70 percent of front of house facing uh, employees are trained um, to help assist with with parents with autism and children with autism and anybody really on the spectrum uh, there. So that includes like restaurants, hotels, attractions, things along those lines, Um, public library, uh, police, fire department, et cetera. So really pushing to get that done in Salt Lake. Um, And Salt Lake is uh, due to the amount of kids where the youngest county, Salt Lake County is the youngest county in America. And the autism rate is a little bit higher for kiddos on the spectrum here so uh trying to do a little good in my little neck of the woods over here and just uh keep on keeping on and and fighting the good fight so trying to get autism certified all throughout the valley and make things just a little bit easier for folks yeah man oh yeah i I felt like that needed to be fucking talked about because i just i saw it and i went fuck he's not just a coach He's not just a coach. He's a, fucking, he's a nice guy. <laughs> I, I, I try to do my best. Hey, Twitter is not real. I go there for sports takes, and that is literally it. And because we are all Arizona sports fans, everything is fucking awful all the time. And so that's just where I get my rage out. So so if you're you're judging me on my Twitter account, I got something for you. <laughs> no, Jake does. Jake well, does. Jake, uh, Jake's the only one. Um, no, well done. Well done, mate. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, we will definitely have to have you back on soon. Soon, soon. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good night. Bye, bro. Thanks, buddy. See you, mate. Cheers. Take care.
All right, gents, let's roll through this because Boyd's spoken so much that we're well over the fucking hour again. Um, I just questions without bad. notice. Questions without notice. Quick ones. Quick answers. Boyd, quick answers. Okay. Got Not you. fucking 45 minutes. Got you, mate. How many seasons is the championship window for this Suns Big Three? Jake. It's um, three, including this one. Boyd. Four. Ooh. Why are we Wait, cursed? That, that would be 39 ish. That's okay. Yeah, right now, it's, right? it's his answer, Jake. We're not expanding on this. It's just. Sorry. Take okay. this offline, right. motherfucker. Take it offline, Jake. Tom Hit him Googly up on Twitter. Get it right. Hit him up on Twitter. Um, why do the basketball gods curse the Phoenix Suns, Jake? Because there's just not enough media revenue coming through the valley. <laughs> Boyd? Because the NBA let Robert Sava run the fucking joint for too long. What is your favorite go-to on uh, what is your favorite go-to toast spread? Vegemite. Jake. Peanut butter. Get that shit in my ass. Fuck yeah. When is when it, when is Damian <laughs> Lee returning, Jake? <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I can't there's no QA. I forgot. Yeah, but something something about boy and peanut butter in his ass I, I, it threw me. Sorry. Oh, uh, now I'm talking about Vegemite. Um he was talking about Vegemite. That's it. Um, what's what's the word on Damian Lee returning, Jake? Uh, last I heard was uh, end of March uh, that he's going to have a shot at doing it. So I mean, it's it's towards the end of the regular season, unfortunately. Um, but you know, he he's a skill set shooter, or yeah, he's a skill set player. So we'll see. You know, he might be able to contribute in spurts. But. The answer is well. Sorry, the question was when does he come back? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he comes back within ten games from today. <clears throat> the last. Um, this this one will be interesting, but it's just come up from Cody Kid. Does Cody finish the story? Who's Cody? Exactly. I thought neither of you would know what the fuck was going on there. It's Cody Rhodes. The in wrestling, does he finish his story? Fuck no, wrestling. but you know who does finish the story? Sting. He does it tomorrow night on AEW. Pay-per-view. Buy it now. <laughs> you fucking... Uh, I would kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer. So, Homer, please feel free to tell us anything. Who do you want to have a beer with, boy? Um, I want to have a beer. Oh, fuck. I want to have a beer with Royce. Royce to 5'9". <laughs> The new guy. Um, just because I just love what he's doing, mate, pretty much. And I'll keep it nice and snappy. I'll leave it there. I love it. Jake? If we're going nice and snappy, it's going to be Kevin Young. I, I want to ask the assistant head coach, Kevin Young, what is with these offensive sets? What are with these turnovers? What is with the offensive play calling in the fourth quarter? Kevin, just explain it to me so I can explain to all the other Suns podcasters why we do what we do, because right now it seems like people are frustrated. Hey, um, that would be – you wouldn't be able to lead in with 
hey, can I can I have a uh, chat for a minute, mate, over a beer? Oh, you know, hey, you got to spare three hours so we can fucking go over this. Oh, I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get him wasted. That's what I'm gonna <laughs> do here. <laughs> nice, white girl wasted. Um, I want to have a beer with everybody in Adelaide next week for the watch party. Love you guys. Can't wait to see you. Um, you're oh, certainly going to... What game is that that I need a bet against? Uh, Boston. 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 Um, <laughs> can't, wait to, can't wait to see you guys over there. Um, gents. Time for the flag of the week. And trust me, they are ugly. Very unattractive. Google their face when you're done here. Night All week. I can say is Jake down in the bottom talking long. <laughs> tremendous. The people of Adelaide, tremendous people. Fantastic. <laughs> actually, I don't know. What is Adelaide? I don't. I actually don't know this city at all, like, except for the fact they beat the Suns in the preseason. Like, Can, can you explain to me, like, <laughs> geographically, like, well, what they're known for, anything like that? Big old uh... That's what, that's what all of this. <laughs> it's sort of between Victoria and Western Australia. Um, okay. And they're known so, their beaches. Like, I'll tell you what they're known for. They're called, they're called the city of churches. That's what they're known for. Like, Let me they, tell you something. Like the, I love Jesus. Jesus is great. He's right up there next to me. You know, I'm a little bit higher, but he's close. Jesus. Jesus. I, I know carpentry. Jesus did a lot of carpentry in a lot of my buildings. Let me just tell you this. If you like churches and churches about guys named Jesus, probably you're going to want to vote for me. Let me tell you that, America. Australia. We had a guy, we had a totally guy come different. on. Uh, we, we had Trump on earlier, and you do a really good impersonation of him, Jack. A really you know, I think one. I'm halfway decent. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> not bad. But um, um, yeah. yeah, I don't have the face. Who's your, who's your plug of the week, boy? My vlog of the week is Cam fucking Whitmore. That cunt. Fuck him. Going out of our fucking prize pig in Devon Booker. Big dick Booker. Fucking what, what's he, what did he say in that leaked, leaked audio? I'll fucking I'll bash you, cunt. Or something, something like that. To that effect. Like, fuck off, mate. Fuck off, rook. Like, man. Man. Come on. It's now. very Australian of him to say cunt. Um, Booker, yeah, Booker's I don't think fucking, he said cunt. But... Booker's better at basketball. He roots fucking um, um, better looking girls than you. He fucking um, um, he's fucking cooler than you. Uh, fucking take your fucking dreads and fuck off, mate. We haven't we haven't spoken about the fact that Booker is re- reportedly back with Kendall Jenner either, and it's lined up with how fucking shit we are. Um, we Jake, who's your flog? Well, and I'll just also point out that Kim Whitmore does not have a picture with uh, Gavin uh, of the Aussie Suns fans podcast. It doesn't. So. Right. Yeah. That ties into the bit where I said that you're not as cool as book. Hey, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, of the week. Um, uh, shoot. Uh, Drew Eubanks. Dude, we needed you to be as good or better than Jack Landell. Um, I honestly am always nervous now when Nurkic is subbed out. So right now, Drew Eubanks, get off my shit I list. I can't believe we traded a second round pick for him. I, exactly, we t- we tampered to, to, uh, yeah, we t- to get we this guy. Drew Eubanks, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, my my flog of the week is um, the referees today. Seriously, you threw Bradley Beal out of the game, oh, and no, all strong. you had to do 
All you had to do to stop that was say, hey, Jalen, you're not in legal garden position. Take a step back. And it's all finished. How fucking hard is it? Do your fucking jobs. They should well, take some weight. Well, like, I'm, I'm going to go referees. I'm going to go referees. In, yeah. I'm going to go like, referees in general because I saw the one with DeJounte Murray at Atlanta today where Tony Brothers followed him to the bench to talk to him. And DeJounte went, I'm in a timeout, go away. So we teched him. Referees, we, it's not about you. We got double You're there to control the rules. For the second, ultimately, it was the second, ultimately, it was the second push and because it went up off of his chest and into his neck neck area. Now He got that, but he got a tech for but, bopping him on the yeah. head with the ball too. Yeah, but, but the, wasn't the first tech fucking um, um, green? No, the first tech but, was Bill for bopping him on the head. Oh, well, that's Green got the last tech for pushing him back. Straight out of the sky. Don't, don't worry about what I was going to say. It's um, it's ridiculous. These guys, these guys and gals of the refereeing society, are in putting themselves into games. They're throwing out tech fouls for the biggest load of shit ever. And then Luka Doncic does fucking flips and jumps up and down and runs full on at referees. Gets nothing. Draymond Green can get away with kicking people in the fucking head before they do anything about it. And then you take Bradley Beal twice for what was nothing. And then, as I said, in the Atlanta game, walking over, following a player to the bench to mouth off at him or talk talk to him, sorry, NBA referees, to talk to him, he's gone to his bench for a timeout. And because he didn't want to listen to you, you teched him, you're fucking kidding. Get yourselves out of the games. You, you are costing teams games now. And it's bullshit. This is a million-dollar fucking industry, a multi-million-dollar industry. It does not need to be affected by you guys. Anyway, Adelaide watch party Sunday against the Celtics. More details to come on the Aussie Suns fans Facebook page. Help the Suns win. (laughs) Bet bet against the Suns. It's pretty much a lock that we're going to lose that game. Um, Make sure you get along. Uh, the guys over in Adelaide are fantastic. So looking forward to catching up with them if we can. Uh, Boyd, where did we find your last comments? Mate, you find me at Buds83, at Mudguts, or at Fucko on the mystery platform. Now, um, yeah, Adelaide Adelaide is apparently a really nice place, but Google um, Bodies in a Barrel, Adelaide. Isn't that what they're famous for as well, Gav? If you see yes, any fucking are. dodgy, if you see any dodgy youths around, with some barrels on the back, just fucking steer clear. And you, when you're there, it's not fucking. It's not. It's you look confused, Jake, but just, gonna, just, just Google it. It's um, it's not going to end nice for you. Just fucking steer clear. But, sorry, bodies in a barrel. Bodies in a barrel. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I could probably shoot a supporter outside in the street. They'd still vote for me. That's how fantastic <laughs> I am. Uh, that, that's exactly what I was thinking about when I heard that. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I assume you're going to transition to me next. So good, bad, or indifferent. Yes. You can follow me at Fallen Founder on Twitter. And uh, there's a little shout out to Suns Jam there for you. And, uh, yeah, you, you can check us out at uh, the Suns Planet Pod as well as we uh, uh, podcast every Saturday morning. A little cleaner show than the Aussies, you know. So we'll, 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 if you're going to play it in front of your family, listen to us and then. Have a few cocktails and listen to the show. And quickly, later Jake. Jake, 
um, we'll we'll keep talking later on about me replacing Hamo permanently on that show. Okay? <laughs> oh. We just have to we just have to um, work on the timing because I can't. Stop. Go okay. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Nobody I mean, wants I, to I, listen I to you more than once. When, uh, working for that spot. There is nobody in the world that wants to listen to you on more than one. I'm pod. just trying. I'm just trying. Jake this is enough. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just trying. <laughs> this is enough. This is too much, Boyd. An hour and a half is too much, Boyd. Um, follow us at Aussie Suns fans. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, do all that sort of fun stuff that we always ask you to do just to help us out because we're nice guys, according to Boyd. Um, make sure you do that. Ultimately, though, the NBA referees are not here to fuck spiders. And neither are we. Nope. See you nope. next week.